0: Bolsonaro in hospital for shrimp.
1: Well, that you're really (laughs) burying the lead there. I don't (laughs) think we should...
0: (laughs) I'm just reading. That's fine. (laughs) That is what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how's how's it going, y'all? This
2: is the first time we've had all five of us in a hot minute. This is a reunion. This is our homecoming. I've been out because... I started talking to this Ukrainian girl who um, taught me some phrases, but she keeps asking me for my social security card and asks if I want to do January 6th two
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: January
2: 7th. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Zach's getting groomed.
3: What, what, are you, what are the rest of you been up to? I'm also getting groomed but for like terrorist acts not oh not for identity theft. That's okay. cool.
4: Yeah. I'm I'm getting groomed but like a little monkey when they want to pick <laughs> the ants off of each other and eat
3: them. That's good. Good for you. I'm I'm glad that, that Kira has has stepped up and is is
1: grooming you like the little monkey you are
4: yeah 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 kira said i want a little lunch and i said (laughs) i'm a dirty little boy and they just went to town
1: okay she just sits there thank you for joining us we'll be back next week with
4: yep no we won't be back
0: next week we're canceling the podcast I've been getting groomed, but in like the way that like a child is groomed by a Discord. So last week we
1: talked about how Alex like introduced (laughs) me last and this week he just skipped me altogether.
0: Good. You didn't speak (laughs) Monday morning. (laughs) I am Tom.
3: And as always, I have with me Doink. We're not doing it again. Wow, okay. (laughs) I tried to introduce you first. You don't even you don't want first. You don't want last. I don't know what you want.
0: I'm going to come to your house with a bat.
1: I like second. I think I think second is good for me.
3: Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this. Alright, fine, then you intro it, Faggot. Good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs>
0: Good morning, Sunday morning, y'all, and welcome to, what is this, episode 51, right? 51, baby! That's too many episodes. I'm Alex, and I'm joined by every single member of the Sunday Morning Podcast. We got Lyle. Uh, okay. We got
2: Doink. Oh, yes!
0: I'm second. Yeah, you're welcome.
2: <laughs> hey. We got we Zach. Got Tom. I'm back. We are uh, <laughs> you're all here doing... What we're supposed to be doing, which is casting a pod.
1: (laughs) Selling my little stories. You're
0: so confident with it.
3: (laughs) It's like you felt like you belonged right there. No, actually, I knew for a fact that you were going to make me last, which is why I said it.
1: I've tarnished I've tarnished the last place intro. No one you ever wants it so ever. You so
0: happy about it. you were like we got Tom. <laughs> 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 oh fuck me. Oh uh, man. We got a lot to talk about this week, don't we? Oh yeah. Yeah, we a lot do. Of fun stuff happened. Big week.
2: I think we're getting back into the politics of of the Sunday morning podcast uh, lineup. I
1: was just saying that this week in terms of like the news cycle and also people's like general energy truly feels like the ferality of like April, 2020.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It feels like we're on square one. Yeah. It's like
3: we're having a good time. It's like everybody was put back inside without an actual order to be back inside and then just lost their fucking minds again, which is good. I think that people should be inside. I don't think they should be, you know, uh, out places right now um but yeah no it's it's like you said it is just this like frantic um i mean fuck at least on twitter it's it's fucking annoying it's bad it's
2: energy so bad. energy's
1: getting uh we're all hostile again
3: everyone it, it's, it's, it's almost lot- manic is how i would describe it if we swing back into like the violently horny phase nope of lockdown, I'm, did that I'm, ever
4: end i I don't think anyone ever
3: stopped that. Lyle, I think you're just following the wrong people on Twitter.
0: Or <laughs> Lyle, Lyle is just Lyle is just full masked in his in his chair recording <laughs> this. Yeah, okay. man, I don't think it really ever stopped. Everyone, <laughs> go take a
1: scroll through Lyle's following. Let us know what you think.
4: <laughs> don't do that. I actually don't even know what's in there.
0: Let's go look at let's go look at Lyle's credit card statements for uh, five dollar transactions this month.
3: Loading up the Wells Fargo app and <laughs> typing in blacked, and Lyle shoots me in the back of the head.
4: <laughs> oh, no, I have to look at who I'm following so I can see if I can leave that in the pot or not.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that'll be fun if anyone.
2: Here's this. We've already shouted It's out not Kira. even going to be like a
3: problematic follow. It's just going to be like something that Lyle is personally embarrassed about. <laughs> he follows like a local sports team or something and like feels embarrassed <laughs> about it. So yeah, he follows them. I
0: genuinely do think people in various ways have just sort of ramped up to a higher level, whether that be aggression or like horniness or whatever it is, like... I feel like just the world was calmer pre pandemic and people went from like 30% horny to 50 and have just stayed at 50. And they went from like 30% aggressive to 50 and have just stayed at 50. Mm. It's just more of everything.
1: I think it's a lot of panic. Um, Yeah. Like internalized panic that just kind of manifests itself like that
0: as being horny.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, that's a very valid way to like deal with frustration and like uncertainty.
3: rocking a
0: a fear boner for the past 18 months the
1: sunday morning podcast gets sex positive
3: yeah no like sexual release is like absolutely like a, a, a valid and normal release mechanism no pun intended for like high stress situations but no i totally agree something like ramped the fuck up but not in just like not like in a way where like you're jerking off too much because you're stressed out it's like in a way where you see the writing on the wall and you're like it's i gotta like, jerk off as much as i can because yeah
1: it's like god I'm, fucking damn
3: it yeah it's like i've i've got my dick for about another two and a half years according to Chevron. chevron <laughs> <Okay, laughs> okay. put a time limit
1: on my dick I missed that memo. (laughs) It's it's, it's also more
3: in the
0: way that, like, uh, like interactions. You know, it's not like people are just blasting hog. You know, all the time. It's like people are getting on dating apps and just going feral, absolutely not respecting like social. You know norms.
3: Like, yeah. Can we shut the fuck
4: up about this and talk about? What yeah, there's yeah. so, so much <laughs> more interesting shit happening. Yeah, <laughs> we, we actually you know, finally
3: have good <laughs> stuff to talk about, and we're talking about fucking dating apps. Bean Dad, Bean Dad,
0: Bean Dad, Bean Dad, Bean Dad. <laughs> All right, so we uh, we want to talk about
2: Eric Adams.
1: I mean, no, but yeah. also, are we going to say nothing about
2: it's Bean Dad Day? Yeah, we do have um two important. We have two important anniversaries coming up. And the first, obviously, which is gonna get talked about by everyone this week is January sixth. But the Mm. more the more important one is Bean Dad.
1: Which, as we have covered, is the precursor and direct causal link to the January sixth riots. It was not political. It was bean based.
4: Less than 24 hours had passed between the revelation that is Bean Dad and the beginning of the Capitol riot. There has to be some spiritual universal force at play between these two events.
0: No, there's no spiritual universal force at all. The daughter, the six year old daughter in the Bean Dad story, has a massive following on Telegram and she incited her (laughs) to violence.
4: She had President Donald J. Trump's ear. She's like the Jojo Siwa of Telegram.
0: Exactly. Like if (laughs) Jojo Siwa was like just so racist.
2: But anyways, do we have do we have any lingering thoughts on Bean Dad? Like, I don't know what else there is to say. All I have are lingering thoughts about Bean Dad. Nothing
4: (laughs) in particular. I don't I don't have like a take. I just think about it a lot all the time. I mean, Especially you know, today. It sucks that, like, you know,
1: tomorrow, well, people will be listening to this after it happened. So I'm sure yeah. we can accurately predict what the January 6th discourse is going to look like. And oh. a lot of people will be leaving Bean Dad out of it.
2: That's right. Wrong, Feliso. Bean Dad erasure is going to be rampant tomorrow. It's going to be we're, bad, though. We're doing a Bean acknowledgement before we discuss what happened on these lands. <laughs> Yeah, look, we don't have to talk about it too much. Like, if this is it, that's
4: fine. I just need it to be known. Just acknowledge We You would it. not have had the January 6th riots if the Bean Dad had not posted his terrible story on the internet.
0: Exactly. It cracks me up that, like, the the January 6th riots, they're going to be talking about it like it was, like, a grim omen they- for the... They already are. But, they're like, the coverage on january 6th which as we're recording this it's january 5th so coverage tomorrow is going to be talking about like how it was like 9 11 like a you know a bastion of you know freedom in america's history and it was like the most looney tunes ass coup in the fucking world (laughs) any other country there would you know the political slate would have been wiped clean or if it failed everybody would have been fucking executed in America, mm. they're just like, "Hey, don't do that." And, and then- we're
1: talking like, I mean, people did get federal sentences, but there was like the very smallest amount. But we're talking like people will be looking back at this like it was nine eleven.
4: Yeah. Here's here's the wildest thing about January six is that when you think about it, not a whole lot really happened. Um, yeah. Some people trespassed. And a cop tased himself in the balls until he died. And that's it. Those are the only two. One woman got shot in the neck. And who cares? F. Yeah.
1: I loved the live feed of like fucking videos that were just pouring in. It was like, I I remember like literally vibrating because it was so funny. And I was was just like seeing new videos of people just like. Just perusing. (laughs) that's that's like literally chilling when the news
2: first started coming through it sounded terrifying like oh a mob of trump supporters has stormed the capitol and then we get photos of like a meemaw standing in the center like rotunda and a dude (laughs) farting in nancy pelosi's chair and that's really the only two things that were accomplished that day I have trouble even seeing how it was political when we look back at it, because these people really didn't demand anything. They didn't occupy it. They just got there and they blew the biggest opportunity they would have ever had to actually commit a coup.
1: And they got their pics.
2: Yeah, no,
4: that's the thing. It was all just a social media like photo op. That's all it
2: was. They could have done the American bull hall put or a beer hall putsch. And instead, they just took self-incriminating photos to show how cool they were on Facebook. (laughs) Like, I have trouble thinking of, like, the right in America. I'm not talking the alt-right. I'm not talking, like, the intellectual dark web. I'm talking the general right organizing any kind of takeover or fighting in any kind of war after fucking hilarious performance they showed us on January 6th like I don't know how anyone sees that and is intimidated for our democracy you're dealing with a bunch of fucking loons
4: <laughs> if, if I have one unironic takeaway from January 6th is that I'm a lot less afraid of those people now <laughs> I don't yeah. trust them to actually right. accomplish anything because the thing is you said they, they didn't make any demands or anything they were making demands until they got in and as soon as they got in they, right. were, just like, they were like wow Ooh, cool Ooh. they're like it's me <laughs> here. I forgot what I'm here for <laughs>
1: like actually this It's pretty cool though.
2: They got in there and got really confused when they didn't have little headphones to listen to a guided tour (laughs) that would direct them exactly to where Mike Pence was hiding.
1: Maybe if we sit down, they'll give up and go home and it's ours. (laughs) Like if I sit in the seat uh where the person, you know, from fucking whatever Tennessee sits. (laughs) Is Tennessee mine now? Like, I'm in charge.
2: (laughs) It had the same vibe of being drunk with your friends in undergrad and stealing a traffic cone from the road. That is exactly exactly
4: what it felt like. It just felt like a bunch of,
2: like, goofy little guys getting into some trouble. While we're still on the topic of January 6th, I want to do a little in-memoriam segment for the people who died there. Because... Obviously, we had Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by the Capitol Police trying to breach the doors. RIP to a real one, but. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure. Psych! (laughs) (laughs) Psych. But then we had the four, like, rioters who just died of natural causes. (laughs) (laughs) And I know
3: what some people who are listening to this are probably thinking. A guy tasing his balls until he dies is natural causes. Yes,
0: that's correct. He did technically die of a heart attack. The guy who t- who uh, fell on his own taser and tased himself in the balls until he died. It was technically a heart attack. So he fell on it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: No way! I thought it was like one of the ones with the prongs or something. That no, no, stick he like felt he
0: like fell down and it <laughs> fired into his balls. Is what I understand.
1: Yeah, God, that is so good. People don't want you to know that it's okay to laugh at that.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> That's
4: so much funnier.
0: That one always cracks me up because, like, it's such a. It's such a comical. It's a
4: cartoon way to die. Yeah. Yeah. If you told me
0: a real human being had left this earth in that way, I'd be like, no, no, it's not bullshit. That's not real.
1: It's beyond cartoonery because it's literally too like, I mean, I guess it could go in like an adult cartoon, but like (laughs) it's not like a slapstick cartoon. It's like it's too funny for like Tom and Jerry. Yes, it
0: is. It is. You <laughs> know the moment in Tom and Jerry when they taste themselves <laughs> in the balls? <laughs> okay, well, Alex just doesn't listen to me clearly, so. Classic Tom and Jerry moment. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, going Everybody knows about when Tom tases himself in the balls.
3: Okay, wait. Can we actually get on to something that I really want to talk about? Because I think it is one of the funniest things that has happened all week.
2: Shrimp? Yeah, what is it? He said chew on your shrimp. Bolsonaro <laughs>
3: has been hospitalized. Again. And it was how many not, times not, is the total? Okay, first of all, he's had COVID four times. I, checked. I don't
1: think I, anyone I, is keeping track of like hospitalizations. That's like yeah, that's like when you ask someone who's heavily tattooed how many tattoos they have, they just yeah. say like, oh, I don't know, I stopped counting after fifty.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but like this time, it wasn't COVID, which he's had repeatedly. This time, it was because on Sunday. He decided to just fucking wolf down a bunch of shrimp. Like, like not not chew them, just eat them fucking whole. Dumbo his doctor shrimp. came out, yeah, and <laughs> said that this was it was entirely avoidable. <laughs> and he had an intestinal blockage <laughs> due to the fact that he could not digest all of the shrimp that he swallowed whole. Okay, let it be
0: known though, this is not the first fucking intestinal blockage he's had. This is like the third time this man has got his shit stuck.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about like that Drake and Josh episode with the jumbo shrimp. <laughs> and I'm just like picturing those being the shrimp. <laughs> those are the shrimp that Bolsonaro is just fucking wolfing down. It's like a shrimp the size the of his like shrimp. Yeah, like a like a palm, a palm sized shrimp. Just like, like didn't down even the hatch, taking
3: the tail off, just... tail and all. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like oh, there's extra protein in the tail.
0: I like to imagine that he was just sucking them through a big straw, just no swap no chewing, just right from the mouth all the way to the stomach. A jumbo shimp, jumbo. Goddamn,
3: I, I, I jumbo
1: shimp.
3: That's, that's it. It was a good run. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on tonight. Um, jumbo
0: shimp. God. God. Making a a typo or like saying something wrong in a recorded medium is so much worse than than doing it in like a group chat or something. Yeah.
2: This is probably going to be the episode title now.
3: I know. That's what I was just saying. I was like, "Man, the episode title is probably going to be Jumbo Chimp, and I'm not going to retweet it. <laughs>
0: Reading the word "shimp" is nowhere near as embarrassing as saying the word shimp. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely surprised that Tom didn't just immediately leave the call. All
3: <laughs> my shimp's gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What if left me all
3: shoes gone? This just sold. Please help me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh fuck. Okay, so back to the shrimp. Back, back to, to the shop.
2: shrimp. He was totally wearing a bib with a picture of a shrimp on it, and he was like licking his chops, <laughs> 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 holding a fork in one hand and a knife in another. <laughs>
1: The part that my brain can't get though is like, how do you go to the hospital for not
4: chewing? Boldly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With fervor.
2: (laughs) To boldly go where no man has ever been (laughs)
4: to the hospital
1: for not chewing.
2: The Brazilian White House is just, like, the San Paulo like, regional hospital.
1: <laughs> He's got an easy exit valve to get his stomach
4: pumped. Oh, the American president has, like, a nuclear football, but Bolsonaro just has a life alert. My theory,
0: My theory is that there's just a hot
2: nurse at the hospital, so he keeps getting sick so he can go see her. It is so funny that when he got elected like, libs in America were like, oh, no, fascism has come to Brazil. And he's just this grotesque, sickly guy who, despite God's best wishes and best attempts, is still alive. Like, he's the modern-day Terre. He no, is. he's the
3: modern-day Rasputin, and, and oh. God is coming at him full force. Let's <laughs> hope we don't get that dick preserved, though. Actually,
4: the only thing I know about Bolsonaro is that he is a uh, uh, frequent at the hospital i did not know i don't i still don't know anything about his politics i just
2: know like it's his favorite bar yeah
3: i think, <laughs> I mean, I think at
2: this point, this point
4: <laughs> at this point it's 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 basically like that for him i imagine like his friends are like hey do you want to go out friday he goes i'll see i was think i'm probably going to be at the hospital <laughs> like it's just a given
0: so i've got a I've got a shift there. Oh, are you working? No,
4: I'm not. <laughs> no. no, it's just scheduled. I'm planning on having <laughs> shrimp the day before. So
0: <laughs> having an intestinal blockage from eating too much shrimp, I said this in in our group chat earlier. It's such a like medieval ass thing to do, like, I'm imagining it's like, in, like, it's a, like biblical. I'm imagining like a town crier being like, "Like
3: the king has killed Reminds me of something that you would read in a book in an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> talking about some poor man who like died of consumption because he ate too many shrimp.
2: Yeah, a major part of Bolsonaro's platform is that he is the divinely sanctioned leader of Brazil. God chose him to wait. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. That is. is, Oh
3: yeah.
2: All of his appeal is to like the religious right in Brazil. And meanwhile, God is throwing it seems
3: like he's right. It's like literally the shit that evangelicals in America did to Trump is like what they have done to, to Bolsonaro.
2: Well, he's also doing it to himself like he's just being out with it and he's like, I am God's divine chosen. And meanwhile, God is throwing everything in the book at him to try and get him out of there.
4: (laughs) We have to consider that he's right. We have to consider that it's not that God is trying to get him out. But that Bolsonaro is tempting God and God is saying, no, you have a job to do.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're saying you're saying that God wants him to rule over Brazil. And all of this is Bolsonaro's attempts to shirk his divine duties. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Bolsonaro's like, I'm not cut out for this. I don't want this level of responsibility. I'm going to lick a bunch of doorknobs and get COVID four times. I'm going to eat as much shrimp as I can. I don't know what else he's done. I'm assuming like... Slept on a bed of knives.
1: And every time he does the same thumbs up selfie in his hospital bed. It's like, what are you like? The psychological torture that he is inflicting upon these people who believe that he is like the divine leader to like to just like every time he's there, he's like, yep, still can't fucking get me.
3: He was also hospitalized. For having the hiccups for more than ten days straight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> like what else has what else has he done? Has and, he had a balloon full of cocaine explode in his asshole? Like The
3: best what? part about the hiccups is because they directly attributed it to another intestinal blockage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: imagining the treatment for that he comes into the hospital they just sit him down on a bed like take his blood pressure and everything and then a nurse just comes in goes ah and he's like oh shit
2: I get so angry at you personally, Alex, whenever I hear and now word from our sponsor, Anchors.
1: <laughs> and you're just like sitting there picturing him just saying it, and you're like, I'm fucking yeah. just saying and <laughs> just telling me to go listen to this on Anchor.
2: And I'll click the fast forward button like six times and you'll <laughs> still be on it. <laughs> I know it's what we have to do to make money, but personally <laughs> I just see your face saying it. <laughs> and it it I'm sent into like a blinding violence.
0: Genuinely
4: hurtful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I Fuck. hate being interrupted when I'm listening to something. Uh, There was something else on the list, wasn't there?
4: Uh, There was the new mayor of New York, whose name I keep forgetting. Oh, Oh. Eric.
2: Oh,
1: Oh, we were also going to talk about just like, we were going to talk about the White House response
0: to COVID this week, because that's bad, too. That's not fun, though. Let's talk about Eric Adams.
3: I mean, I don't really think Eric Adams is fun either. He's in charge of more people than a lot of... uh, people who are in charge of entire nations. Yeah, but he broke his um, finger
0: shaking hands with a police officer. That's really funny.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, doink, uh, good luck.
2: (laughs) An officer-involved incident.
1: (laughs) It's like, how, how does that, like... That's a crazy handshake.
0: Yeah, I, I want to know the logistics there. Yeah, like was, was he like was he like really jamming them together?
1: I'm certain that it had to have been like some fucking beefhead cop that was just like, I gotta shake the mayor's hand and give him a really firm handshake because he's the mayor and he's a cop, and I'm really he excited was about so it. So excited, yeah, and like just way overcompensated and fucking broke his hand. Uh, well, okay, so just before eric adams this week decided to break his hand he also (laughs) he also decided to shit on uh everyone the entire
4: working
2: class everyone
1: who is uh directly at risk and statistically most likely to die from covid
2: everyone who does not work in an office
1: um he called fry, cooks,
3: specifically. <laughs> specifically
1: called fry cooks unskilled laborers and then said what like oh you, they'll never be able to work in a corner office or something and then
2: it was something about how they don't have the intellectual ability to hold an office job or and something then like
1: somehow that. this was like a point to like keep the city open. I like Yeah, yeah.
4: So I I watched his like apology live this morning at like 7 a.m. on CBS News. Whoa. Um I wasn't like Glad tuning to know you in got for big it. things
3: I- going on, Lyle.
1: Damn, 5 days and he's doing a s- live apology.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's been 5 fucking days anyway yeah he
4: said the whole thing was just like well what i just meant was that they can't work from home so we need to keep the city open and the businesses open so these people can have money and i'm just
2: like you need you you need your treat slaves
4: you can close the city and give them money
1: Yeah, it's very simple actually you have the power to do you've done it do that he's done it before they've done well not him but they (laughs) did it
2: is he a democrat (laughs) yeah, <laughs>
1: technically.
3: And yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, on paper, yeah. I, I technically think he's registered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know.
4: That's the whole thing, though. I feel like, like whatever's fucking. What's his name? Eric, the new guy. Eric Andre. <laughs> yeah. Eric no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Adams. Eric yeah,
1: yeah,
4: Okay. Over. I feel like Eric Adams is like the perfect example, though, of exactly how similar both parties are. Like, if I tell you there is a, a mayoral candidate who is an ex cop whose main platform policy seems to be to increase stop and frisk in New York and prevent shutdowns, you're going to say, oh, that's a Trump guy. No. No, he's a Democrat. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Who fucking knows? (laughs) No, he says. (laughs) But then,
1: but then his like, yeah, he. So he did. I didn't know he he even did like a live video. That's fucking hilarious. I thought he was just addressing. No, it was a live interview.
4: He was on uh, like whatever the morning show on CBS. I thought he was
1: just addressing it via that tweet that was like, "I was a cook. I was a dishwasher. If no one came, if no one came to my restaurant,
2: like (laughs) it's it's like when Cuomo said." It's like when Cuomo said, like, I am a trans woman. Like, I'm a black person. (laughs) Except it's just for, like, all the positions in a line kitchen. But no, like, when I say live, he
4: just read that, basically. It was verbatim the same thing. Oh, cool,
2: so... He's spitting freestyle.
1: The restaurant (laughs) that you were a cook at, you also owned? That's interesting. Are you Mm. fucking kidding me? Is that real? No, no, but he was, like, but he said, like... If the restaurant, if my restaurant, like had uh-huh. to close, I wouldn't have had any money. It's like okay, but also you weren't a cook when there but was what a pandemic. If the mayor of
4: New York decided, as precedent allowed, to just give you money to stay home. You would
1: probably you, s- you would pill. probably say thank you. I'll take my money. <laughs> I'll take
4: my money and not die. It is please. literally the
3: easiest re-election scheme of all time. Literally, oh, yeah. all you have to do is say, yeah, we'll give you unemployment benefits and do this, stay home, we're shutting shit down, and you are guaranteed at a minimum one more term.
1: My vote at this point can be bought.
2: At 100 fucking percent. Yeah, but that—that that is the thing that at the federal level I have not been able to get over, like the last couple of days especially, uh, Yeah, is that Republicans gave us more free money to stay home than Joe Biden ever plans on doing
4: like unironically. And I hate to say this because someone's going to like fucking clip it or some idiots going to hear it and think I'm endorsing Trump. But and here we go. Trump had better I policies uh, <laughs> about locking down. We la- we had more lockdowns under Trump. We got free money under Trump. There was uh fucking PUA and CARES Act under Trump. Biden didn't do any of that shit. Yeah, It was and-
1: a big it was like very focused on just like forcing it to just be over. it's like it just, we yeah. can just will it out of existence if we just
3: well, we've built back better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God that we decided to go ahead and do that build back better thing. if we yeah. hadn't already <laughs> built back, we'd be fucked.
1: He's not even acting like it's not happening like he's not denying it. he's literally just being like, damn that sucks. Yeah. you should Google where to go get tested. Just yeah, damn, Google that's it. crazy
2: what you're doing. Even today the administration had a press conference where one of the top Biden like aides came out and said, "No, we are not going to let people sit at home. We're not going to pay them to sit at home when there are millions of open jobs in this economy and the economy is doing well."
4: I'd say that's the Republican thing to say, but the Republicans gave us the money. Like a See, here's, of times. Here's
3: the thing is like even but but like that has shifted Within literally like two or three months, like that line was touted towards the end of Trump's presidency as, oh, well, we can't give more relief. We can't extend unemployment benefits, like literally word for word. What Jen Pisaki, whatever the fucker dumbass <laughs> Jen bitch Pistock. name is. Um, <laughs> got her ass. <laughs> hey. but like, it is literally like word for word what she said, which is like we can't incentivize people to stay home. And it's like sure you're you not incentivizing people to stay home. First mm-hmm. of all, there's nothing wrong with it. Second of all, that's not what the fuck you are doing. You are, are allowing, what is it? What are we now? Average 2,000 plus deaths a day in the United yeah, States? It's, we've
4: plateaued and been there for about a month. Okay.
3: Yeah, and like, it's like
4: we peaked there before and now for a straight month, it has been a flat line at 2000 a day.
3: And there are some states where it's like, you know, we we talked about like ICU bed capacity for a while. And that's something that's fallen by the wayside because it's something that has been, again, plateaued at capacity for so fucking long mm-hmm. that it's like. Like I, I, I remember seeing somebody talking about on on Twitter about how there are no ICU beds for five states for them. Um,
1: oh. The last thing I want to say about our extremely doomer COVID rant is that it's really cool that a general strike seems absolutely impossible. That's yeah. all
3: I got to say. Yep. I feel like if it was, it would have already happened at this point. Um, Feel like it's like we are just
1: we are absolutely taking it. Yeah, yeah, we're like so taking it, like fucking up
3: the keister. And like, I I... really thought that like COVID and all of this bullshit was going to be the thing that like finally, finally, reckoned some sort of sense of class consciousness. Within the it's dumbass idiots worse. who live in the fucking suburbs Surprise. outside of a major city, who are paying eighteen hundred dollars a rent, and and they're making eighteen dollars an hour, like I thought that like that might might start clicking for some fucking people, and it just hasn't. Nope, and it nope, is
2: nope. <sighs> yeah, I gen- I genuinely don't know what if if not this like what I don't think it's possible. Like not to be doomer, not to be the fetus. It's like but
3: so, yeah. It's bad. Like you hear people say, like socialism or barbarism. Like this is barbarism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that,
2: like that is literally like by what
1: definition. Saying. It's <laughs> yeah. we're, we're kind of
2: there. This is beat for beat what they would have done, or how they would like would have dealt with a festering shit plague in like a pagan European village in like eleven hundred.
1: When when your leader is saying uh, instead of, oh, we're going to have some tests mailed to your house right away. So sorry about the delay. uh, He's saying, I don't know. Fucking Google it, idiot. Well,
4: it it felt like we were getting somewhere as far as class consciousness with COVID because there was the whole labor shortage and class consciousness thing. And I mean, part of it's anecdotal, but I, I know like six people that left their jobs because they were getting pandemic unemployment. And they could afford to like hold out and withhold their labor in until something better came along. And we did see businesses react to that. Like we did see wages go up, not enough, but we saw a reaction. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to assume that if there had been more organization behind that rather than just a bunch of people kind of realizing simultaneously that it was an option, um, and if it had held out longer, I think that could have gone somewhere. And I think that shit like. Biden and Eric Adams refusing to to shut down again, despite it being very obviously necessary is just because of that. I feel like it is not like, it's not so much that there's no class consciousness. It's that they saw it kind of starting to peak out and completely squashed any possibility of it happening without people dying in the streets.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I, I also think the, the organization piece is key there because that's always going to be the hurdle for mm-hmm the American left is because we don't know how to organize. No one is interested in organizing the fucking American individualism mindset is a cancer that that isn't, that's not
0: quite true. Like we have made a shit ton of strides in during COVID with the people who were already organizing Yeah. the unions and you know, people who were already in a union are using those unions. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
4: I think that's another uh, another point is there's been a lot of union action.
2: Because we had those moments of, you know, sort of a leftward movement in politics, like Lyle said, with the labor shortage and people demanding better conditions. And a couple months before that you had the Black Lives Matter protests, but they all fizzled out because there was no organization to bring new people into those coalitions. And there was no organization to compete or to keep the momentum going. And that is the tumor on American leftist organizing. Yeah.
3: I also think though, that specifically in the last few months, I do want to give credit for the people who have been organizing labor, because I feel like I have just seen like sort of a yeah. snowball. Right. Effect I have to people who are going on strike yeah. and, and unionizing. And I, I don't think that it's enough. Obviously. I, I mean, I think, I think everybody should be always a great time to be in- every single goddamn worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single goddamn worker in in the fucking United States of America should have more say than what their dumbass fucking manager does about what goes on in the workplace. Yep. And and I I definitely have seen that, but no, I I totally agree. It's like we we need more. And like I personally, like I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to go about organizing that. And I think that's an issue that a lot of people run into. It's like just kind of being confronted with this idea of like Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do about it? Yeah. And it goes back to that like individualism mindset and and we do also have uh, not
0: enough trained organizers in this country. You know, like you have you have the union, and the union has organizers within it, but if I'm just like some jackass, you know, and I want to unionize my workplace, it's really difficult to find resources for that. Beyond, you know, a little infographic that somebody made. And, you know, that's great. It's good that those resources are out there, but it's not like there's a guy at the union hall, you know, 20 feet down the road that you can go chat up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, union halls don't really exist too much anymore.
1: And those infographics are like not, you know, they're accessible if you have Instagram and follow people who are resharing unionization infographics that is like such a small percentage of the working class who is actually like tapped into that White shit leftists. like where those are being
3: distributed it's like because why the fuck would they be like yeah. there's yeah like they don't have time for it like they are literally scraping by for their fucking survival and i think that you know even that alone getting that information you know i think that that is the first hurdle yeah. Even within that, if you have an unorganized workplace, the challenge is getting your coworkers yep. and the people around you mm-hmm. to trust that you understand what's best for them better than the system that they're used to, That they, yeah. that is at least in some way, shape or form taking care of them. It is providing them something yeah. and the idea of unionizing in almost all situations completely threatens that. And so you have to, you know, you have to be able to have resources and, and, you know, it's all, it not only that, but it's that so much work is fractionalized. Now it's like, you've got people who are working two or three jobs everywhere and they're working part-time. They don't have time to dedicate to things like organizing. Like they can't, they can't go on strike. They can't go occupy outside of a building because they're working Two or three jobs just so that they can pay their fucking rent in some shitty ass pest infested suburban apartment shithole. And and that's just what has become even all of that
0: aside, it's difficult to organize a workplace without the co-workers themselves narking on you because the the, because of the anti-union culture that exists. Like, like Mm. even if you you know, even if they have time and they're, you know, receptive to those ideas. They're go- you know. You have to be worried that you're going to get fired for trying to organize because somebody's going to narc.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that is ultimately the number, not necessarily that specific thing, but just the hardest thing about unionizing seems to be the other people you work with. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether yes. it's you're afraid Getting of narking, or yeah, yeah, or it's just, I mean, I think at this point, what 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 it really is is just people have so little they're afraid to lose that because they know that that just the next step down is nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, well, I when well. I worked at Best Buy, I, I talked to a few people about unionizing. Uh, only one person was like down with the idea and a couple people actively, I had to talk them out of like going to talk to someone. It's
3: yeah. No, I had a, I had a coworker at the car wash that I worked at who was literally sleeping in her car yeah. in the parking lot next door and i i started talking to people about about organizing about striking i mean conditions that were fucking dog shit and you know a lot of people were really pissed off and when i talked to people about it they're like yeah we absolutely deserve more and like i mean there were but then there were people who i mean you know i this specific coworker again she was like sleeping in her car and she's like you like you want to like fucking unionize and it's like like, that is just how, like, like you said, it's that anti-union culture yeah. that it's just runs so sometimes. fucking
2: deep. It is. Oh, people who are literally squirming under the boot will worry that, like, you know, they will enable freeloaders by joining a union. Yeah.
3: It's like. <clears throat> they worry that it's going to inconvenience the boot. Yeah. I don't. In my experience, I
4: maybe it's like a Midwest thing. I don't know. But I, I've i actually. I, I've I found it pretty rare actually that I, I run into like a fellow worker who gives a single shit about like a CEO or a boss. It's happened before for sure, but I most people I run into are not cool with that. The the thing that people are afraid of when I bring up union unionization to those people is that they're gonna lose their job. And Which is or, real. Or, or or it's that if it's if they're like an anti-union type, it's usually like union dues. And bureaucracy. Like, I don't, those two things, those two fucking trigger words for right wingers, I don't, they're so fucking effective and I don't get how that happened. Like, you're really selling me you won't pay 70 bucks a month to make another 2,000?
3: Really? I'm just gonna start describing unions as like clubs that we hang out at. Yeah. I'm going to, like, reinvent biker clubs, but they're, like, actually unions.
4: I, I bet if you called them, like, freedom groups or something, uh, that would fucking... Oh, yeah. I'd I like oh, to start yeah. a workplace Ooh. freedom
3: collective. rebranding. no yeah. Nah, you can't yeah. say collective. Freedom from our boss. There we go. That's good. Play right into their fucking bullshit. Yeah. Be like... You want freedom from your boss, right? You want to be I've to-
4: actually genuinely considered running as a Republican and just rebranding Marxism to like freedom and fucking, I don't know, some other shit. And I, I think it would work. Honestly,
0: <laughs> Lyle's like, I've got this new concept. It's racist
4: Marxism. It's liberation. <laughs> no, 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 the Republicans no. Republicans will
0: fall for it. Hook, line and sinker. Lyle said, have y'all ever heard of
4: Bosch? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> fuck it. I quit the podcast. You
0: added it. <laughs> Lyle's like, okay, listen, I've got the economic theory of value, right? But it's just for, <laughs> it's just for middle class white people.
1: <laughs> Good Which morning. So just
2: think, like it just well, well, we say middle class <laughs> <As> white <laughs> people, like uh, the people I've met who are most hostile to unions are you know service sector laborers, like blue yep. collar people. Yeah, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because no matter how many times you try and explain the benefits of a union, like these people are still so tapped into the idea that it's, it's freeloading or that, you know, because we've said God, that the, American the union, nostalgia
4: against freeloading.
2: Yeah. Crazy.
1: Absolutely insane. And a rugged individual and baby, it's a hell of a drug.
3: What's crazy to me is like, I remember the first time I ever heard about unions was when my dad talked about them And he, he, in this context, he was literally beating with a fucking hammer in a steel mill. He was beating out airplane parts for goddamn fighter jets for fucking Lockheed Martin. And he was talking about how evil unions were because the union man just wanted to take his time and collect his hourly wage and, and squeeze more out of the boss. And like, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, dad. I think if I was around 450 degrees steel all the time, beating it out with a hammer for 14 hours a day, I'd probably want more money for what the fuck I was doing too. (laughs) But like, I just remember it being presented as this like, Awful, yeah. terrible thing. Like, how yeah. could anybody ever think or feel that? Like well, it, a lot
0: of people's first exposure to unions.
3: I mean, mine, and I'm willing to bet
0: Lyle's as well, because uh, because of Missouri's history of the unions and right to work, a lot of people's first exposure to unions is in the form of right to work propaganda, right to mm-hmm. work legislation. So you're 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 getting even the concept of a union from the right perspective from the right wing perspective not you know not even the fact that they're quote you know that you oh union's bad you're just getting to know what a union is from that perspective
3: and not only that but like
0: a <laughs> <His> little stupid ass <laughs> grin when he got his tea
3: that was yeah, it was. That, that
2: was that was that was yeah, very was adorable.
3: <laughs> um But it's like, not only are you getting to know it from a right-wing perspective, it's like, that is the only perspective that you are allowed to consume within the mainstream. It's like, you will never find anything else outside of, like, a couple of people who you don't actually know, who, who just shitpost on Twitter. Those are the kinds of people who, like... Like, those are the people that I've learned about unions from is it's like some guy with like 30,000 followers who tweets about stuff in his balls and his asshole. But like every once in a while, he's got something good to say. Thank you. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Beyond right to work, I know, like in my little portion of the Midwest, especially, you know, growing up around Detroit, the narrative that we're fed um, from a very young age is that unions were tied to the outsourcing of the auto jobs. Like, oh, if the unions weren't there, like then the jobs would have stayed here. On top of that, there's also the lingering cultural mob association where everyone thinks the unions are ran by, you know, the mafia, which, you know, there was a mafia takeover of the unions in the 70s. Who do you think is in the mob now? What has the mob done in the last 30 years?
4: They don't do shit. They're
2: no, done for. RICO destroyed them. The mob is not a concern anymore. Like a guy named Vito is not about to sit in your union <laughs> office and That's true. like coerce you into committing crimes if you want to stay in the union or keep your job.
3: Here's the thing. If you want to fuck your boss out of more People money, if you want to get your better business. boss. <laughs> if you want if you want to stand up and demand the things that you should be afforded as a human fucking being in the richest country in the goddamn world then go join a fucking union yeah or try to organize your fucking workplace because there is zero bad that comes out of joining a fucking union you pay dues and it's like Lyle said, sure, okay, yeah, I'll pay $70 a month if it means that my, my fucking annual salary goes up $20,000. I could give a fuck about $70 a month yeah. at that point. It's like you are with people who are actually doing shit that is going to make sure that you are – taken care of and that you are able to live a life that is going to be not only livable. Like you won't just be living in survival mode, but you will be comfortable because you as a worker, you as one of the people who drives capital, who drives production and who makes the money for these people you hold and you possess that power because you can stop shit, but we have to do it collectively. We, you know, it it can't just be an individualistic thing and that's the beauty of unions, because you join this group of people who have that stopping power. You have the ability to fuck shit up if you need to, because you're not being treated right. And that's the beauty of a union to me that I'll get off my soapbox but, now. Uh, there,
4: there's a way I, I'd like to kind of put it, which is like, think about everything your boss does that you wish they didn't do about All the rules they have against phones and all the times that you couldn't take a break even though you needed to or how you don't get fucking health insurance or anything like that. How how you can't work too much, but you can't work too little and you don't have enough hours, but you take too much time. Your time is taken all that shit. Think about that on one hand. Put it aside. On the other hand, think about what if you and all your coworkers on the same day just didn't show up to work? What would that do to the place you work and what would it do to your boss? And what would happen if that happened for a week or for a month? And if that happened, would you be able to take those things you don't like and say, hey, we're not going to come back until you fix those things? That's all a union is. You can you can run it however you want. The entire idea is that it's you and your co-workers and you decide this is how we'd like things to be. We're going to propose that to the boss. And if he says no, we're going to make sure he doesn't make any money until he says yes. That's all there is to it. It's not fucking sketchy. There's no mobs. It's democracy in the workplace, and I think that we can all agree that should be a good thing. And, and on average, union Sounds people good, have folks. way better benefits. They make almost twice as much fucking money, uh, more time off, paid family leave, paid childcare.
1: And clearly, when there's a pandemic, it comes in handy for your bargaining rights.
4: Absolutely. So- you, can, you can look mm-hmm. at Almost any union action that's taken place in the past couple of months. There's a whole lot of it.
1: There haven't and, been uh, many losses.
4: Haven't been many losses. If and they've you gotten a join lot of a shit.
3: union, you can drink at work. <laughs> okay. If you join a union, you can drink at work. It's, you <laughs> could probably, probably make, make that it. happen. <laughs> yeah.
2: Unless there's like a fucking law against it, but yeah. I work at a bar, so we do that anyways. But no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was going to say, if you work anywhere around food and or if alcohol, you work, from then that is already the norm. <laughs> but yeah, or if you work from home, I just sit at my desk and smoke weed all day, and I'm the top salesperson in, in my team. So it's, it's
4: if <laughs> you want to smoke weed at work, unionize your workplace. It can if happen. If you want to smoke crack at
2: work, unionize <laughs> your workplace. <laughs> to be fair, unions did get us cigarette breaks. That's true.
4: And they're still around, even in non-unionized workplaces. I started smoking
2: so I could take cigarette breaks. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime, that's why I vape on company time.
0: Hell yeah. Alright, thank you guys for listening to episode 51. Uh, You know you can find us on Twitter at sunday underscore pod. We got a fucking link tree there that's got links to all of our stuff. Uh, I think I have everyone's personal Twitter linked on there too if you want to follow us. I don't really care. Uh, but follow us on Twitter. Go look at our website. Uh, don't really have anything else for you guys uh, this week. So I'm going to say thank you to our patrons. I'm going to say thank you to our patrons. As and then we'll let you guys go. <laughs>
2: I just there's found out
1: there's. I just found out there's other horns.
0: I'm, I'm legitimately going to kill myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: is, I'm, begging, I'm begging you. Let me finish this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, rapid fire. Uh, thank you to Maddie, Hillary, Jacob, Hannah, Tom. Uh, Chris, Connor, Nick, Karen, Cora, Tom. and John. Karen, Cora, and John are um, subscribers as of this month, so shout out to y'all. I'm not reading Zach off because I have a lot of contempt for you as a person, Zach. Um, but that's that's all we have.
3: We killed live There's been
0: too many interruptions. I wanna, I wanna stop this podcast. So, good morning, Sunday morning. As hey, always, we'll see you next week. Tell me, fucking tea, come out my fucking nose. Lyle, <laughs> the recording. Good morning, Sunday morning.